Gitin Daf the last thing we were discussing was the status of a get written on a boat. And the Gemara understood that we're talking about the boat is on a river in Eretz Israel. What is it considered? Is it considered part of Eretz Israel or not? And we tried to bring a proof from Trumot and Maasrot and we tried to compare it with the pot with the hole inside of it. And with that, we are going to go back to our original question about a get written on a boat. What's the halakha? Is it part of its cell or not? And with that, we're starting Chet Amud Aleph, five lines in, in the middle of the line, which says, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak Amar. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak says, Bin Harot Eretz Yisrael dekule alma lopligeh. If we're talking about a river in Eretz Yisrael, the boat's in a river in Eretz Yisrael. Everyone's going to agree that you you don't have to say befan anichtav anichtam. You write review that holds legabe maasrot that it's not part of Israel. Okay, I understand it. I I get it. But over here, there's no hashash. It's in Eretz Yisrael. No question. Ela kipligeh beyamagadol. The machloket. So when it comes to the Mediterranean Sea, the Tanya. What's considered Eretz Israel and what's not? Anything that's from Ture Amnon, which is Horahar, which we know uh, in Targum Yerushalmi, by the way, Horahar is, is called Ture Amnon. That's the most northern part of Eretz Israel. Anything from there, Velifnim downwards, from the southwards, is considered Eretz Israel. No question. Amnon Anything from Ture Amnon and north, Hutzal Aretz. No question. Hanisin Shebayam. The islands that are in the sea over there in that area. We're talking in the area. Eretz Israel at the north is points out westward. And then it like comes in towards the east and it makes like a little circle and then it go, comes down uh, to Egypt and then Egypt goes west again. So there's that area in between, which is just a body of water. We look at it as if there's a string coming down from Ture Amnon, which is the most northern part of it, it's Israel, going down to El Nahal Mitzrayim with the river of Egypt, which is Wadi El Arish, I think that's where that area is. So then, yeah, let's say you have a string coming down. So, anything from the way that string would be towards the east, towards Eretz Israel, is considered Eretz Israel. Anything from where that string would be towards the west is is considered outside of Israel. Rabbi Daomer. Anything that is facing Eretz Israel is considered Eretz Israel. Captain saying Gevul Yam, Gevul Yam, Gevul Yam. What does that mean? That the entire area facing Eretz Israel, all the way up to the Atlantic Ocean, is considered Eretz Israel. And the the islands that are north of where Eretz Israel is, or anything south, we're going to, again, we're going to stretch out a, stri- uh, a string, but instead of from north to south, from Mikufluria, which is where uh, the, the top of the Horhahar area, from there, from there all the way to the west, the most western area of the world, which at the time was the Atlantic Ocean, and from the south, that Nahal Mitzrayim area, again, we're going to put a string westward all the way until the Atlantic Ocean. So now, in between those lines, is considered Eretz Israel. 
So it could be under Italy and Greece and Spain and France, all the way to, to Portugal. It's going to be considered part of Eretz Israel. Minahot velahot, anything north of that string or south of that string is considered chutzlats. It's considered outside of Eretz Israel. And you could say the contradiction between both Braitot is talking about that area to the west of that, where that string would go from north to south. Uh, according to the, the Braitha that says it's considered part of Israel, it's considered to be Yehuda, who says we look at the entire area from Israel to the Atlantic Ocean. And the Braitha that says it's not part of Israel goes according to Rabbanan, who say that there's uh, the string it goes from uh, north to south. Anything to the, towards the east is Israel, anything towards the west is not Israel. So Rabbanan will hold that this string goes from north to south. What do they do with the Gvul Yam, Gvul Yam? And they're talking about all the Atlantic Ocean. So they answer, They're saying that's talking about, that Gvul Yam is talking about the islands that are in that area. It just makes sense that anything in that area from itself to the Atlantic Ocean, including all islands, is part of Israel. Now, we learned in the Mishnah that Rabbi Meir Omer Ako Ke'eretz Yisrael Ako is considered like Yisrael when it comes to Gitin. And the Gemara brings down a question, and just before we start, we should just note that a person who sells his Ivet outside of Yisrael, you're taking him away from doing mitzvot, and therefore he goes out and he's free. So, a person sells his Ayavid, but to, uh, to Syria, Aram Tzobah, David Melech captured it, it was annexed to Israel. Is it Is it like selling uh, his Ayavid outside of Israel or not? So, Amar Lehu, Tanitua, he told Rabbi Chiyah Barabah, told him, you learned it, it's a Mishnah, Rabbi Meir Omer, Ako, Keretz Israel, Legitin, Legitin in Lavadim Lo. Meaning it's considered outside of Eretz Israel in regards to Geret. However, when it comes to Avadim, you don't say that the Ako is like Eretz Israel. And all the more so Surya, which is really, really far away. And now we can continue discussing Surya. Syria and Eretz Israel are alike in three things, three similarities. And there are three similarities. Uh, to outside of itself, and the siman is Ain Bet Bet Resh Ra Resh Kof, and they stand for Afara Mocher Avdo Hamevi Get Maaser and Tzadikanes Kones Sadeh. That's the uh, that's the siman. Let's call them slowly. Number the Ain Afara the Afar of Surya, the dirt of Surya is Tamek Yachutz LaAretz. It's considered a part outside of Eretz Yisrael. And even though it's Hayaf to Mitzvot Loyot Ba'aret, still, when it comes to Mahachamim or Gozer. Number two, Avdo Surya, a person who sells his Ivet out to Syria, it's like selling him outside of Israel and he goes out free. Number three, it's a person who brings a get from Syria, it's like bringing from outside of Israel. You have to say, uh, and now, and it's equal to itself, similar to itself in three uh, things. Number one is, you have to give Masroch, Shemitah here, a person who wants to walk in Tahara and walk out Tahor, Nichnas. There is a possible way, even though we said that the land is Tameh, still there's a way of going in and out and still saying Tahor. And a person who bought land in Surya, 
Beparvare Yerushalayim. It's like buying a city as close as possible to Yerushalayim. And the Gemara is going to break them down one by one. Hayevet b'ma'asir b'shivayit k'eretz Yisrael. Because Kasavar Kibush Yahid, when David annexed, he captured Syria. Shemek Kibush, it's considered uh, capturing, and therefore it becomes part of Eretz Yisrael in regards to the halachot of Maser and Shemitah and so on. Number two, let's discuss The person wants to go in and out to Tahor, it's a possibility. The Gemara says, Yeah, but didn't you say the Afar of Surya is Tameh? So, how is it possible? So, Gemara says, No, the person walked in in a box. He jumped into a box, it's a huge box, and uh, therefore it, it blocks the, the Tum'ah of Eretz Amim, and therefore he can walk out because he all it's not considered an oil to block the Tum'ah. He says, even though it's an oil that's moving around, oil Zaruk, it's still considered an oil and it blocks the Tum'ah. That's Tafka Eretz Amim. That's like going to Jordan. That's going to America. The Gazru Al Gushav Al Avira. The Hachamim goes there. That the ground is Tameh and the air is Tameh. Aval Surya Al Gushav Gazru Al Avira Lo Gazru. They were Gozer on Syria's actual dirt to Ma'abanat on the air. So there's a possibility of walking. Uh, getting into a box, going right through Eretz uh, Surya, not becoming Tameh. And we also learned the Brayta, V'akone Sadeh B'Surya K'kone B'Parvare Yerushalayim, person buys land in Syria, it's like buying right outside Yerushalayim. L'mayel Chata, what the one of Kamina? So I'm Rav Sheshat, L'oma Shekotvin Alav Ono V'afil B'Shabbat. You could write a contract of sale on that piece of land, even on Shabbat. What are you talking about on Shabbat? You know, yeah, how could you write on Shabbat? So explains, like Rabbi said in Masechet Shabbat, for someone who is sick, that is a Holesh in he said, it means you tell an Ovet Kochavim to do it. So, what are we talking about? You're buying land from a Goy, tell him write up the contract, even on Shabbat. Because the goy might change his mind and not uh, sell, so therefore, uh, therefore we tell him write it on Shabbat if you have to, if you have to, uh, just uh, as long as you get that uh, land out of the goyim and into Jewish hands. Even though saying to goy to do a melchaf on Shabbat is a sur rabbanan mishum mishu v'eretz Yisrael lo rabbanan. Because of getting that land of Eretz Yisrael in our hands, hachamim didn't put that kezera over there. Meaning, in regards to Syria, same rules apply. If you could get buy a land in Syria, buy a house in Syria, tell the goy to write up a contract even on Shabbat. Now the Gemara is going to shift to the get of an Ivid. An Ivid, before he gets emancipated, needs a contract, a shtar, which will also a get that frees him. And Tanurabanan, Ivid Shehevi Gito, and Ivid brought his get from somewhere outside of Eretz Israel, and he has to say, like a get of an Isha. It says over there, You and my property are now given over to you. He is Kone himself, he's free to go, 
because him saying is strong enough to free him, just like a get Isha the same way Isha could free herself by when she brings her get and she says But when it comes to money, it needs to be verified like any other money contract. So the question is like this. If, if the shtar said, the emancipation document said that all my property is given over to you. Now, does that make him free or not? Meaning, since we believe him, when it comes to him himself, we believe him also about the money also? Or do we split up what that line is? Where we, we take one line, a person seven, split it in half. And he could go out free, but he cannot take his, the money. So, listen, if he's buying himself, he's freeing himself, then he, it should, he should be believed to take the money also. And I understand why he's calling himself just like any other get of a woman. But why should he be calling the, the, the money? Opposite. He, he shouldn't get anything. It should be like any other verification of any uh, money document out there. There should be no difference. So, Hadar Amar Abaye, Abaye explains, yeah, but it's a little bit different over here. Mitoch shelo kana nechasim, lo kana atzmo. Maybe because he's not kone the money, he's not kone himself either, and he shouldn't be free. Meaning, if we're not believing him, you gotta not believe him at all, period. Amalerava, bishlama nechasim lo ikne. I understand why. He's not kone the money. like any other verification of a money document. But he should be kone himself. It should be like any other get of a woman where the shaliyah is believed to say even if it's the person himself. You have to say It doesn't make a difference what it says in the shtar whether it says where you split it up, or if you said, uh, you can understand one from the other, he is free, but he doesn't get the money. And when you said you split what the person says, you take one line and you split it in half, who's that like? You want to say, it's like Rabbi Shimon, who, uh, who said that we split what a person says? And therefore, we believe in that he can free himself, but not when it comes to the money. If a person writes all everything he owns, his entire property, to his slave, he's free to go. However, if he left even one piece of land over there, the river does not go free. Ben Horem is not free because you could always say that what little that he left off, that could have been the river himself, and therefore he's not going to anything. And Rabbi Shimon Omer that even if he left her anything, he's always free, until he specifies, until he says this, everything is given to him, except, when he uses that word except, then he's not free, even if he said, except one ten thousandth of what I own, that leaving over is a proof that this Ayyavid is not free. But in general, he's always free. So if he said, I'm giving you 90% of what I own, you're free and you get 90% of what I own, he gets uh, everything, according to Bishimon, unless he said chutz. So you see, in general, he does say, we split what a person says. And although we're in the middle of a question, 
We will stop right here, we'll review, and we'll continue from here tomorrow. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.